Good day, bikers. Jimmy here, reminding you to stay tuned at the end of the show to hear a promo from our good friends over at Dungeons and Blackguards. In case the title wasn't a big enough clue, they are a fantastically fun Dungeons and Dragons actual play. When we first joined Twitter, DB were one of the first podcasts to reach out to us, and they were one of the first podcasts I listened to when I began this wild adventure. Go check out their sweet, sweet content. We'll leave contact deets in our notes. And now, on with the show. <laughs> To episode 23 of Brits on Bikes. My name is Jimmy Sprinkles, and with me, as always, is Eve. Hey. Who's <laughs> eating a burrito? And Kat. Hi. Who has a cold and is going to be croaking in and out. Yeah, coughing may occur in tonight's episode. I apologize in advance. Sal- Sally got a big old whiff of smoke. <laughs> She's been sucking on motorcycle fumes. Yeah, yeah, like, they're they're out there revving their engines and laughing at each other, and she just walk right through the back, and mm, something's caught up in there. Okay, so when last we left you, you'd taken a little shopping trip with Nana Casper, and you had returned back to the Elysium with all your ill-gotten gains. But we didn't steal anything. No, no, you didn't, you didn't. It's not ill-gotten. <laughs> It was a dodgy deal made. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely made a bad deal. <laughs> yeah, you don't know you've made a bad deal. It might not be a bad deal. D definitely got a really bad vibe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so Skip had managed to recruit the Rapscallions, minus Veronique, I should say, who have agreed to help you disrupt the Marsh Haven Festival, which will be leading into the Purge pageant which will be the, as we know, the the big ceremony. So I'm just going to fast forward a tiny fraction. We're not going to do the aftermath of you your meeting with the Rapscallions. All I'm going to say is that you spent uh, the rest of Friday putting together your disguises for Saturday. So what did you decide upon in terms of disguises? Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you want to go first or you want me to? I, I have no idea because you really didn't like my idea last time. So <laughs> <laughs> you can go. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you decided to go with like the whole, like, let's just let's just lay into this cultist thing and try, try to blend in with that. So, yeah, uh, D's wearing a black robe and... Like, uh, this just constructed out of junk, uh, deer mask. Okay, so going for that pagan vibe, are we? Mm-hmm. Okay, Yeah, okay. just trash pagan. Trash pagan, <laughs> all right. And what about Sally? I wanted to do something watery, 
but I can't think of anything watery that wouldn't be like... <laughs> what about the tarp? <laughs> well, the tarp works as like a group thing with a bunch of people. Just be a tarp ghost. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna have like a really weird fish face. That'll do. You're gonna have a weird fish. They're gonna go for that yes. sort of Caliban vibe. I'm gonna say that your costumes are adequate enough to go undetected in the festival tomorrow. And when I say undetected, that's on the provisor that you don't do anything to attract unwanted attention. Which will happen. Which will inevitably happen, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else that you would like to do in preparation for tomorrow? Did D get any help making their bat more rad? Well, Weege did offer to have a little look at your bat. And let's see how successful he was. Yeah, moderately so. So you gave Weege your original brief regarding making it a batter fire to which Weege after he'd stopped laughing explained that it wouldn't be very practical and he wouldn't be able to do something like that in so short a time. What he has been able to do is he has managed to craft an electro bat. No. What he's done is he's managed to craft a set of steel rings that can be placed over the bat what he's done, he's made an assortment of different rings. So there's like a uh, just a plain steel ring, which will just add an extra bit of clout. There is a spiked ring, which has two spikes coming out either side. Oh, that's... That, oh, oh, yeah. He's also created a ring with a large hook on it. If you wanted to, you could either, you know, hook onto something... Use it as death slide. I don't know, whatever whatever your little tiny imagination okay. could come up with. Yeah, so you've got... Basically, he's, he's turned it into a utility bat. A Swiss Army bat, if you were. I'm into it. All right, yeah, I know. I could roll with this. I, got, I was kind of hoping for elemental damage, but I could roll with just, just like, a brick. <laughs> Are there any additional tools you would like added to the bat that, that, that you can think of? Uh, not at the moment. I hadn't really thought of that. All right, that. that's okay. I'll give you some time. Maybe just like a pointy object for getting stones out of shoes or something, aren't they? Right, anyway. <laughs> like a, crow a crowbar mod. That's why I've got a claw hammer. Sally, is there anything that you wanted to do? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I've i got a can of hairspray and a lighter. I've got a flamethrower. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, wait, no. I, 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 I tell a lie. I want to I want to try and call for help in the magic mirror. You want to try and call for help in the magic mirror. Okay, can you make a brains roll for me then? I oh, so you have a roll of duct tape. I rolled an eight. Yeah, I'm afraid that won't do it for this time. Okay. Shucks. Um yeah, you do have a roll of duct tape. Although D, you did actually forget that you requested a whole box of tape when we built the um, the last post, so you can just add those three rolls of duct tape to your massive box of tape. That you have. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did forget about that. Oh, I'd forgotten about it as well until I was just uh, until I was editing. I was like, hang on a minute, that was a total waste. Well, you know, that's all like half used. It's all dirty and crusty around the edges, like little hair and stuff. <laughs> 
covered in socks and sock fluff. This is fresh. Good stuff. Okay, so Sally, you try to summon someone in the mirror. You don't have any luck at all. I think, you know, with the exhaustion from the last couple of days, your mind not being particularly in in the right frame of mind, you struggle. So you head off to bed eventually. I'm assuming you're getting a relatively early night, given that you've got a big day ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, definitely. So you head off to sleep. Sally, can you make a grit roll for me, please? That's a two. You're fast asleep. You, you know full well that you needed to catch up on sleep. I'm dead um, to the world. And you're absolutely dead to the world. As you fall further and further into sleep, um, eventually you begin to start dreaming. The dream is very foggy. There isn't a real clear picture. You're conscious, but there's nothing to be seen. And you hear a voice and it says, Sally, Sally. Yeah? At this stage, you don't recognize the voice. Hello? As you begin to fix your mind on the direction from where the voice is going, the picture becomes a little bit clearer. Some of the fog begins to dissipate. There is still no sense of location, but you are now aware of a a figure in front of you. It's Queen Isadora of the Fey Realm. Hello. She's the scary one, isn't she? She's not scary. She's just not in Gumba. She's the she's the less cuddly one, isn't she? She's the less cuddly one, yes. And she says, I'm glad I managed to get hold of you, Sally. This was the only way we could communicate. I did try with the mirror, but it didn't work. Can you make another grit roll for me? Grit? That's a five. You can sense there's a, a look of urgency on her face. You can see that she appears to be glancing over her shoulder every two or three seconds while she talks to you. I don't have a huge amount of time to complete this walk, but we have some news. The the magical protections are still down, and all this influx of dark magic in Marsh Haven, it's it's causing rifts throughout Nisa. It seems like our world is in just as much danger as yours now. Well, that doesn't sound good. It's not, but it makes it all the more imperative that you need to stop whatever is happening over there. There is some good news. The rifts, the tears, they mean the realm might be able to offer some assistance. I have gathered together some of the most powerful fey in the realm to help participate in a ritual, an ancient ritual, one that we haven't used for some time. We're going to need your help. The effects of this ritual will not last forever, so we need a time, an approximation as to to when, when things are going to start happening in Marsh Haven, when this creature is supposed to be summoned. All, all I know is evening. It's, it's got to be after dark. She lets out a sigh. Well, we can start the ritual. We can, we can aggrandize. Yes, that, it might be close enough. Do you still have the pendant I gave you? Yes. 
Good. Now, listen to me. I need you to do something. I need you to wake up. I need you to draw a seven-pointed star. And I need you to place the pendant in the middle of the star. Can you do that for me? How do... Seven-pointed... That's like... Is, is there a way to do it like with the five-pointed one? Or is there like... Or does, does it matter if it's particularly even? Just as long as it's a, a representation of a seven-pointed star. I'll try. Allow me to explain. The ritual will enchant your pendants. It will enhance your abilities, but it won't last for long. Okay. Look, I, I have to go. We're, we're, we're still dealing with breaches here. Just get it done as quickly as possible. And don't forget, as soon as you're finished, go back to sleep. Okay. Uh, bye. As she fades away, you automatically just open up your eyes. It's around two, three o'clock in the morning, you would estimate. Dee, can you make a grit roll for me? Yes, if I had my dice out. What's a one? Sally, you start to rise. You notice Dee um, completely passed out, snoring very loudly. Yeah, drooling all over the place. Lovely. I'm going to be wandering around, muttering... I've, I forgot to ask how big it was. Uh, I have paper, I have a pen. Is this going to be big enough? I'm going to try and draw seven-pointed stars. They're all going to come out at five points and six points, and I'm going to be freaking out, and it's going to be great fun. It's, it's, yeah, it's just drawing a five-pointed star, only with extra steps. <laughs> Essentially, it's the classic tip of a fairy wand. Is it? Yep. I'm sure I could draw. Y'all have, like, all this stuff. You're just like, oh, yeah, no, it's just like a fairy wand. I'm just like, what the... What? <laughs> what does that mean? You know what a fairy wand is? Like a wand with a star on the top. Yeah, I thought it was a five-pointed star, though. Yeah, I've always seen those as five-pointed. Probably because they're a lot easier to draw. Well, um, when I was researching <laughs> seven-pointed stars, classically... Seven is an auspicious number. And all it that. is. After a little bit of rather sleepy practice, you manage to uh, create this seven-pointed star and you place the pendant that the queens had given you on your earlier adventure into the centre of this star. I totally remember that happening and have definitely had it with me the whole time. Well, you just it was around your neck. That's true. I, yeah, easily forgotten. Okay, so you uh, head off back to bed. You go to sleep. Um, we're going to fast forward a couple of hours. And it's morning. Yay. Yay. Who wakes up first? Um. Well, I had a nocturnal adventure, so I'm going to sleep in. The floor is just littered with crappy drawings of stars with the wrong number of points. Dee, you wake up. As you begin to move, toes scurries over and kind of flaps in your face. Ah, uh, oh, no. <laughs> That and that on the face. Not on the face. <laughs> and as you kind of rub sleep out of your eyes, you you become acutely aware of random balls of paper sort of lying around the place that weren't there when you went to bed. We're doing writing notes here, and uh, yeah, David do picks one up, opens it, sees a poorly drawn star, 
tosses that over their shoulder, grabs another one, <laughs> checks it. What? Okay. In your kind of exploration of these bits of paper, you happen to notice the piece of paper that's that's been left on the table. You see the star, and in the middle of the star are two metal pendants, two necklaces, each of them a seven-pointed star. Hmm. The uh, the gets real close, like get just gets real close to it, and is, like looking at it without touching. I don't know why, but my first thought was, D gets real close and just gives it a sniff. <laughs> no, D would totally taste it. <laughs> no, 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 D is not gonna touch it because, like, the uh, like it being in the middle of a star, D knows that that's magic crap. They're not. They're like, I don't think I should touch it. Now sniffing it, hmm, that's a different <laughs> story. D, can you roll brains for me, please? Oh God, I'm real good at that. <laughs> That's a one. As soon as you see this star, you can't help but think about all the other stars that you've seen. The one that trapped the Nephili, the one that surrounded the printing machine, and you freak the fuck out. Yeah. Alright, yeah. Yeah, dude's just like, huh. Those are magic. Those are magic! Oh, quit! Uh, D runs, grabs their bat, like, stumbles over and starts, like, just smacking Sally on the shoulder. Get up, get up! I was gonna say, can I wake up at that scream of, oh god, it's bad? You would absolutely wake up, yeah. So somebody's <laughs> in here with us. Uh, get a stick. I I'd sleepily pick up my hammer, because I have a hammer, and I like my hammer. What's, what's I think going somebody on? somebody was in here doing something last night. Oh, I thought that was a dream. I'm going to fall back to sleep. What? <laughs> Wait, what? No, get back. Wake up. What? Yeah. Look, look. He's pointing over at the paper. Look at that. Look, somebody did something magic. I, I drew a picture. You drew a picture? I had a dream, and, and she told me to draw a star. It was really hard. And I think I did it right. And wait, there's two there now. I only had one pendant, right? Yeah. So what, you, you did that? Yeah. There's two now. Uh, he's gonna uh, walk back over, still holding the bat at the ready. <laughs> and just like slowly re reach the bat out and like poke, <clears throat> the, poke the necklaces with it. You poke the necklaces they don't do anything. <laughs> oh, wait. Sally, I'm going to reach out and grab one. If I turn it into a fog, you need, you need to catch me real quick so I don't go, like, hop off into a pond or whatever. As long as I don't have to kiss you. Uh, no, ew. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, D grabs one of the pendants. You turn it to a frog. <laughs> I was going to say... You don't turn into a frog, but you turn into a toad. Okay, you grab a pendant. You are now in possession of a pendant of aggrandization. Ooh. You guys twig that they're for you. You put them on. What would you like to do? That's pretty cool. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I don't know. You want to stack him ready? Uh, get up the gang, make sure everybody knows what they're doing. One sec, I have to finish painting my fish face. 
We we only we only got purple. Oh yeah, we had a tin of purple paint. We know we've got face paints. <laughs> we have got face paints, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's that's something. Uh, D does black out their eyes for underneath the, the mask. Cool. Looks pretty rad. Where are you heading once you've gathered all your things? Well, I guess we'll head out to the caboose to meet up with everyone. Okay, so as you get outside, you see that the disciples are there in force. It's not just the usuals who are there. Most of the gang are there, so there's about 15, 20 of them. They seem to be in good spirits. Cassie and Michael are moving around from from group to group, inspecting bikes and and talking quietly to individuals. Do, Do we know if they're all angels? You don't know. You know the, the core group, it's not Rag, Weege, Michael, Cassie, they're all... There might, that, might be, that might be something to, to ask, like, like Weege, if... Yeah, because, like, you know, how, how, how in the know are these people? Yeah, because if they're not, they could help us. So you're going to find Weege, are you? Uh, yeah, or just honestly, whoever. Doesn't, it doesn't matter, just so as, whoever's closest. But maybe not Cassie, because she's scary. I'm not scared of Cassie. Probably should be. Yeah, these guys got a D20 and grit. <laughs> Alright, so uh, you walk on over to the railway carriage and head towards the gang. Weege sees you and um, gives you a wave in greeting and, and starts heading over. Ah, oh, D, nice to see you here. So, uh, you all ready for the, for the big day? Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. Um, so, uh, how, how, uh, how only know, uh, the West of these guys? What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, do they know about your whole, uh, do you, do you put their hands together and makes like a little bird? Well, they should do. We're, we're all solid. Are they angels too? Or? Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. What? Well, dang. Honestly, I was kind of hoping that they weren't. <laughs> well, listen, the boss had a uh, had an interesting chat with that what's her face, Diane, is it? Yeah. Seems like she uh, she took quite a shine to her. Um, they've they've put together a little plan. We're officially calling it Operation Shenanigans. No, I'm into it. Oh, right, what you got? <laughs> well, you know, we're just gonna cause a little bit of bother if you know what i mean and he he winks at you and and starts to head off okay as he walks off you suddenly hear a really tiny <laughs> a little toot toot and as you turn around to to follow the noise you can see skip driving into the elysium in his in his little car i was really hoping it was to be nettles driving a tiny little clown car Sadly not, no. He pulls over and hurries over to you. He says, morning, how are you feeling? I don't know about... About you, Sally, but I'm feeling pretty good about this at this point. Well, um... There's there's, there's lots going on in town. Everybody seems to be getting ready and getting into the, 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 the spirit of things. There seems to be a lot of excitement at the moment. The boss has said that I'm, I'm, I'm to go over to the Civic Hall at 2.30. Apparently the, 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 the mayor's going to be formally opening the day. And then the, the procession will begin from the Franklin Roundabout at, at, 
at, at three o'clock. I'm 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 supposed to be on the job all day. I've already been over to the site once and he holds up his hand and you can see on the back of his hand is a black stamp like the ones they give you in nightclubs. Um, and it's just two... You don't know what they give you in nightclubs. We're children. Yeah, all right. So it's just an ink stamp, a rubber stamp, like they use in the library. Um, <laughs> What's it have? It's in the shape of the Cross Reeds emblem. He said, mm. you're going to need one of these to get inside. Put some water on the back of your hand, stick it to his, done. Mm. Yeah, uh, is that a feasible thing that we could do? Is this, a good, is this a good enough printing? Make a brains roll for me. <laughs> hey, it don't matter. I got a four. I got a one. And a three. <laughs> I got a seven. You would say that it's highly unlikely you would get anything resembling the stamp just from that. So uh, what, what's what's the process for getting a stamp? They've, they've put fences up all around the, uh, the festival site. There's only one entrance into the festival now. People have to queue up and hand in their, their objects at, the, uh, at the, the welcome desk, and, and it's there they're given their stamps. Hand in what objects? For burning. Remember the meeting? How everybody's supposed to bring in all the stuff that's uh, bringing evil... Right, I totally, yes, I remember that, just like I remember the pendant, everything, it's just, this, this mine is like a steel trap, nothing gets out. Oh, I almost forgot as well, I'm, I have this for you, and he hands a note to Sally. I read the note. It's just a message from Diane, she tells you to be ready at the festival site for when the, when the parade arrives. Okay. So is that where that's where the parade's starting? No, that's where the parade finishes. Okay. So you've got two thirty, the opening, the official opening outside the Civic Hall. Three o'clock, the parade leaves the Franklin Roundabout and is that parades. The one with the fountain on it. It is, and the parade leaves from there, and will take however long to get to the actual festival site on the edge of the marsh. All right, so where and where and when do we need to get our stamps? Is this before or after the parade? You get the stamp. Well, you would. Skip says, "Well, I think everybody will be getting their stamps once they enter the festival site. So after the parade." All right, so so it wouldn't be too crazy for us to still be wearing masks when we go through that line. Oh no, no, not at all. Okay, all right. I'm not that concerned. I was thinking, like, this is a thing that we need to do ahead of time. And they'll be like, why are you wearing your, your costume already? Like, Important okay. thing, though, we need stuff to burn. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're in a junkyard. Let's go find some junk. Yeah, flammable <laughs> junk that represents all the badness in the world. Let's go, I don't know, find, like, some old... The weapon that somebody threw out, like, uh, I don't know. Liberace. <laughs> Dude just, like, goes over and picks up, like, I don't know, some, like, old beat to <laughs> like, uh, a cricket ball. <laughs> just, like, just, I don't know, this thing here. <laughs> cricket ball? Why would you, why would you want to burn a cricket ball? This country was founded on cricket. I don't know, I just picked it up. <laughs> We got better suggestions of all ears. 
you know what they're going to want. They're going to want all those, all those things they think are terrible in the world that we all know are awesome. What? I don't have any of those things. Like, I kicked out of my house. My uncle tried to kidnap me. Um, so you got some duct tape. <laughs> Make a tiny duct tape effigy. Blind it like a voodoo doll. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got some uh, newspapers? We could say it's like, oh, yeah, uh, that old terrible uh, liberal media. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work, that'll work. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, we'll just take some uh, newspapers out of your trunk there. Bring, bang, boom, baby, call it a day. Make a brains roll. We're all good at those. There's a two. Oh, God, a seven. Sally, you might want to inform D as well. Um, you would probably be better off with national newspapers as opposed to the Marsh Haven News. Yeah, that, that is likely. Okay, whatever. It wouldn't be difficult to find some. You know that the the disciples have probably got a few copies of the Sun and the Daily Sport kicking around. Got all else fails. We can just like uh, walk through a gas station on our way up. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the the the, the, the local community will abhor anything like Page Three girls and that. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Which were massive in the seventies, so. I don't understand it at all. I don't either. It baffles me. I'm like... I mean, like, I get the appeal in seeing topless women. I just, I don't get why you'd want it in the newspaper. Like, that's what magazines are for. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've never really understood it. Anyway, so just while you're kind of making your decisions about what to burn, you hear a call from the railway carriage. It's Cassie. D. D. Telephone. Phone call for ya. How are you getting phone calls here? I don't know. I guess I'm just that important. Dee's gonna go walk in and be like, uh, who, who's, who's calling me exactly? I'm not your personal secretary, all right? Do your own dirty work. Okay, you know, like, good to know that we don't know if it's somebody that we don't want to know him here. Dee, Dee picks up the phone and is like, Oh, yes, D is not available right now at all, so bye. My dear, you really, really do want to work on your accent. <laughs> it's Nana Casper. Oh, hey, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> I just thought I'd um, give you a quick ring and, and, and say to you, why don't you, um, you and your little friend, why don't you pop over for some tea before the festivities begin? I resent being demoted to little friend. Because we are incredibly wanted right now. Well, that's why I thought maybe you'd want to pop over here. You could, um, you could come and hide out in, in preparation for whatever it is you're doing. We kind of all, you gotta hide out. It's about nine o'clock in the morning. The mm. official opening starts at 2.30. So what would you like to do in that time? I don't really see a reason why we would go across the entire town. We could probably do with a shower. That is a point. Because <laughs> we probably smell. Well, you got like a shower there or something? I've got a bath. I don't really go in for showers. Would it be possible to use that? Because yeah, uh, my, my friend Sally just made a very excellent point. <laughs> 
I uh yeah, D kind of puts the hand over it over the the receiver. It's just like Sally, are you uh think uh comfortable uh with us going across town? Oh, I could use my motorcycle. You have a motorcycle? I have a motorcycle. <laughs> uh yeah, no, uh, yeah, actually uh yeah, we'll be buying a bit. <laughs> That would probably be safer than me riding on my motorcycle for the first time. Since when do you have a motorcycle? I, st- I stole it from the disciples, don't worry about it. You should steal stuff from people who are acting like our friends. Well, okay, well I stole it back before, like, back when I thought like I was all alone facing down the entire, uh... Evil bad guys, and I just haven't gotten around to bringing it back out, so. You need to give it back. Okay, I'll give it back. Good. But after after the Bogos stuff, because I want to deal with that, like, if we're just going to die anyways. Um, hello? Are you still there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, discussing motorcycles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, it sounds, sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Well, you take care, dearies. Don't get yourself into any trouble. And she hangs up. I do not trust her. Oh, yeah, no, she's she's super sketchy. I love Nana Casper. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would you like to do, guys? Would you like to, like, play out Nana Casper having a bath or... Do you want us just to fast forward through time and absolutely fine with fast forwarding that if nothing comes up? Don't particularly fancy playing out having a bath. <laughs> oh, what would uh, we do? Um, relaxing in the tub. Dee's in the tub with nettles. Who <laughs> 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 just looks really grumpy as 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 he shampooed. <laughs> There's gonna be a layer of just dirt on top of that. all right so yeah pretty soon after the phone call the disciples nod farewell to you and go driving off skip two explains that he has to go and get ready for reporting uh, the parade and the festival he does let you know that frank perkins is going to be at the opening at the civic hall but he won't be tony arrives not long afterwards um, and drives you to Nana's. Uh, Nana is gracious as always, gives you a toffee, makes you a cup of tea, you have your bath, and pretty soon it gets to around quarter past, 20 past two, and you start to head off to the Civic Hall. Yeah, a suit-up montage. <laughs> suit-up montage. Getting when you everything get... attached to my <laughs> utility belt and then hiding it under like this, this vague... Uh, canvas tarp robe. I am gonna have like a big, a big shawl. Okay, that's that's all fishy colored because it fishy is a color. You flash it open, and you don't <laughs> actually have much in the way of equipment, so it's not that impressive. I, I've got, I've got my my hairspray flamethrower and my hammer. What else do I need? Have you got your bag with you, Sally? Yeah, it's under my thing. Well, it had all my stuff in it, so that I had my costume, and now it's under my big shawl. All my stuff's attached to my belt. 
Cool. All right, so you get to the Civic Hall, and you're sufficiently disguised enough not to raise too much attention. You see that there is a small gathering at the steps of the Civic Hall. There's not a huge amount of people here. I mean, this is more of a kind of, I suppose, like one of those kind of formalities, like something that, you know, the, the council feel the need to, to, to have some kind of like, you know, say in what goes on. But as Skip says, you see Frank Perkins there. He's milling around talking to the few people that have come to see. You can see that everybody who's come to watch this, this official opening has already got their costumes on what costumes do we see a toad <laughs> you see a toad yep i'm fixated on toads at the moment okay and there's also someone dressed as a heron as a heron all right yep. and it's very elaborate they have like a big hat that's really tall and there's a bird head on it and there there's a couple there's a couple of people dressed as a river <laughs> See, I'm glad that we didn't do that because there would have been duplicate costumes um, and just behind them there's a bunch of people dressed as trees but they're like weeping willows and they're like hanging over into the river and it's just a big beautiful scene oh that's actually uh, okay you know you know I wasn't seeing it before but like with the trees and everything that's actually really cool <laughs> And then the heron sits next, like between them. So it's like there's a heron on the river, and there's. And then Sally goes into the river and gets caught by the heron. It's beautiful. It's just an impromptu play emerging. You know, okay, I was doing a lot of talk about how ridiculous all that sounded and how impractical. That, that's actually really cool. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, you see a variety of different costumes, including a river and a heron and some trees. As is usual with these events, some people have been a little bit loose with the theme, although it was supposed to be the elements. You do see last year's Halloween costume for one person. There's one small figure who's even dressed as a mime artist and has one of those neutral masks on and is just doing the old invisible box routine and everybody's giving him cagey looks as if to say, what the hell? that all about you can see up just stood at the lectern not really doing anything at the moment though are a couple of familiar faces can you make grit rolls for me please make a grit roll five sixteen wow yeah gritty sally can you take an adversity token Oh, um, no. You are absolutely just your your eyes are drawn to the river and you just can't stop staring at it, so you don't really notice anything. D, you notice up on up at the stairs, huddled together, is Mister and Missus Neep and Ugh. Mayor Hawkins. Because your role was pretty good, you would say that. Mayor Hawkins doesn't look particularly happy with what Mrs. Neep is currently saying to him. Also, well, I mean, I, honestly, I wouldn't be happy just being in the Neep's vague vicinity. Oh no, the assholes. Within a couple of minutes, Mrs. Neep steps forward to the lectern. Um, and she looks around, down her nose in that hoity-toity way that, that commands attention. 
everybody kind of looks forward um, expectantly and she puts on a rather simpering I mean you can tell easily very false smile and she says welcome everybody to what promises to be a wonderful day seeing Victor uh, I, I mean Mr Wallace's vision of community harmony coming to fruition fills me full of hope for our little town and I know that were he with us today our beloved Reverend Duguid would be proud of the efforts we're making to soldier through without him. Which reminds me, don't forget that everyone is expected to be at the opening ceremony at 9pm, so do try not to exhaust yourselves having too much fun today. And she titters at her own joke. You notice, just out of the corner of your eye, the mime artist doing an over-exaggerated belly laugh like it's the funniest thing ever. Just frowning way too hard at that mime. She composes herself and she says, Now, without any further ado, a man who needs very little introduction, Mayor Hawkins. Mayor Hawkins begins to speak. Thank you, Mrs. Neep, for that wonderful introduction and for all your efforts in organising this rally. I mean ceremony. I'm sure Mr. Wallace will be very happy with everything you've done. He doesn't look particularly emotive when reciting this speech. I'm glad I'm wearing a full face mask because these just sit there just like get this little sour look on their face like we asked you very nicely to give a proper speech. <laughs> you see the mime again and uh, this time he's holding up his hand and putting it to his mouth and yawning in a really, really exaggerated way. And he looks to the left and he looks to the right and you see a few figures come scuttling into the crowd as well. Uh, much smaller with like little devil masks on. Mm. You see the mime do an exaggerated grab of his nose and all of a sudden, the five little devils reach into their pockets and simultaneously throw something onto the ground and just disperse. And you see the mime artist holding his nose and going like that. You should leave. <laughs> and yeah, do you, do you just do you follow that example real quick? There is an overwhelming smell of putrid, rotting egg. And it, it takes seconds for the whole thing getting completely chaotic. You can see that the handful of community guard members that had accompanied Mr. and Mrs. Neep are now looking around. And one of them spots one of the kids who has run in one direction and starts making a half-hearted attempt to go after him. But they've pretty much scattered off. The the mime continues to um, do kind of big stinky gestures, but in between does like big belly laughs as well. And in the confusion, make grit rolls for me. Oh, making that grit roll. It'd be a one. I got an eight. D t take a uh, adversity token. Sally, as you're beginning to try and move away from the smell, you see the mime doing all these exaggerated movements and then all of a sudden he just very slowly lifts up his mask and underneath is Trevor who gives a little <laughs> wink and then puts it down and then starts to like pull a rope out of the scene. 
and disappears. Nice. Where are you headed? In the general direction of the fountain. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you seem to have had the same idea as everybody else because the speech has been all but given up on and everybody seems to be moving in the direction of the fountain. Mrs. Neep and Mr. Neep escort the mayor along with them. Okay, so you head on over to the fountain. Oh, yeah. Science is nothing blocking us. Okay, is there anything you want to do while you're on the way? Uh, yeah, um, is these gonna, like, sidle up near Sally? Just be like, oh, wait, so far so good. Very much pretend that I don't know this person in this strange mask because we're trying to be incognito. Are we, are we only arrived here in the same car? No, we didn't. We walked from Nana Casper's house, which is right near, well, it was Tim's DIY, which is very near to a residential street, so it's totally no coincidental. Yeah, we didn't, and, we didn't get uh, dropped off, never mind. But still, you know, I've got a full face mask. You got a full face mask. Ain't nobody see that we're talking to each other. Sneaky, sneaky. I'd be sneakier if we didn't. Fine. Jeez. I'll just go over here. <laughs> you get to the roundabout and there seems to be some, some organisation has taken place. I'm going to tell you a couple of things that are definitely part of this parade. First of all, there is a marching band. Rad. Are there Morris dancers? There are Morris dancers. Yay. There is also a large contingent of community guard members. They are very, very clear. It's very clear who they are because they are in what looks a little bit like a uniform. They seem to be wearing long sleeved black pullovers, quite tight, which have a kind of comical effect because, you know, they're not these guys aren't ripped. They're they're local members of the community. So they yeah, there's lumps and bumps all over the place. Each of the jumpers has like a gold cross reeds badge on it. Um it's all very fascist, shall we say. But they seem to be loitering about the perimeter of the, the, the meeting area, just keeping an eye on things. Who else is here? What else can you see? I don't know what's at like these kinds of events. As are there a bunch of brownies dressed as fire? Yeah, I mean, you can see there are an assortment of community groups there. Certainly uh, the local Boy Scouts seem to have a few people there. There is uh, a group of pensioners who seem to have dressed up like these strange moss creatures. They're just covered in green. Lovely. One of them's just gone mouldy and no one's really noticed. Yep. Randomly, one of them is a pearly king because you just need a token pearly king in there. What, uh, is, what is that? A pearly king? Uh, yeah. Pearly, pearly kings and queens are, are native to London. They, they tend to be cockneys um, and they wear like black suits with thousands and thousands of white and pearl buttons sewn onto them. They're in Mary Poppins. Okay. Yeah, all right. Google it because they look amazing. The costumes are incredible um but there's a huge tradition of it in in london history so um what else we see there are one or two floats most of these are just very small kind of flatbed trucks with an assortment of displays on you can see a couple of people have or a couple of businesses have have sponsored these things as well you even see a tim's diy sign advertising uh the the latest wares where would you like to position yourself in this parade 
unintrusively and towards like the middle. I want to to find someone thematically appropriate and just kind of linger on the edge. Yeah, we can we can pull in with the the river people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so you find some more appropriate to begin. There's lots of people with megaphones barking instructions, and eventually everybody gets themselves into a, a vague formation. You look down Columbus Road and down towards New Cross Street, and you can see that those people that aren't involved in the parade are already lining the streets. As is customary with these types of things, Eve, um, what normally happens is the parade goes down and slowly but surely people just tag on at the end and then everybody just walks up together so they see their mates go past and then they just join in eventually you hear the start of some drums begin just a simple beat and um, some cheering goes up there is a, a definite sense of excitement in the community and if it wasn't for the fact that you are fully aware that at some point some eldritch horror is about to be summoned um, this would be quite a cool cool kind of way to spend the afternoon It'd be a nice day the, out. The, this is a that situation where uh, that whole like Alfred Hitchcock like show the audience the bomb type thing. Yeah. Only we're the audience. Yeah, pretty much. The parade begins and it takes its time. This isn't going particularly quickly. It looks like, from what you can see, pretty much the whole town is involved one way or another. You've heard people mention that some people have already gone up to the festival site and things have started to kind of kick off there already. You head down Columbus Road and onto New Cross Streets. As you pass Anna Kingsford, you notice that somebody has vandalised the, the front wall of, of the school. Across it, in massive spray-painted black letters, are the words, Reclaim the Reeds. Is this for or against the fascist regime at work here? You don't know. I, I would think that it is against. Just because, like, like... The fascists would have had that be, like, their slogan the entire time. True. But, I mean, maybe they did and we just didn't notice. It was like, yeah, they, they've been pretty adamant about using that as their symbol. Yeah, but maybe they're the ones trying to reclaim it from something else. I don't know. Fa fascists tend to be pretty obvious with, their, with like, what they want about it. Oh! Fair enough. I yell at a lot of fascists. <laughs> Alright, is there anything you want to do whilst you're going down on this parade route? Blend in even harder. <laughs> you blend like you've never blended before. Subtle. Trying to give off a spooky vibe. That way nobody talks to me. I'll make a grit roll for me. Let's see how well you blend. A three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a five. Okay, you can both take <laughs> adversity tokens. Oh no. <laughs> D, you managed to trip over your robe and send yourself sprawling to the ground. Thankfully, your mask stays on and That's a couple good. of kind-hearted citizens in community guard uniform just help you to your feet. Yeah, D, D, D dust themselves off and like, 
Give us a thumbs up. Sally. Yes. You get a little bit caught up in the music and are uh, uh, starting to dance your way down um, and, and lose sight of Dee as you're, um, as you're doing your thing. You do happen to spy, just for a very, very brief second, a small figure darting between the crowds wearing Ooh. a devil mask. Ooh. And as you turn, you see a few more. They seem to be weaving in and out. They, do, do they know... Do, do our compatriots know what our costumes are? No. That could be bad. Could be. <sighs> All right, so you get past Lamp Drive on New Cross Street when all of a sudden you hear an almighty roar. Not an eldritch horror roar, but it's the sound of motorcycles. And all of a sudden, the disciples come out of this nameless road here in a long line, and they start to drive through the parade. They're not going fast, but they're going at enough of a speed to force people to move the hell out of the way. Every single bike has a passenger wearing a devil mask. <laughs> and as they drive past, they hurl water bombs at the parade marchers. Make a flight roll for me both. I was gonna say, can I, can I react by uh, covering my nice, my nice pretty mask? That I spent so much time on, and I got a ten. Oh god, I'm rolling so bad. Uh, that would be a two. D, you get a water bomb straight in the face. I mean, obviously you're well protected by your trash mask, but the, <laughs> the water seeps through the hot of the eye holes and, and into your face. God. <laughs> ah. <laughs> It's over almost as quickly as it as it starts. They literally they drive straight through. They turn down Badalock Hill and disappear out of sight. You can see that a couple of community guard members have climbed into a car and are driving through the parade now and heading off, trying to chase them down Badalock Hill. Mrs. Neep tries to get some kind of semblance of organisation and she's angrily grabbed a megaphone off um, one of the organisers and said, Just ignore them. They're just trying to disrupt our day. Everybody get together now. Let's show them we're made of tougher stuff than this. She tries to G up the band who half-heartedly begin to play a tune as the march continues. People are doing their best to stay high-spirited, but you can see that, you know, it's obviously affected them. Good. Welcome. <laughs> so you continue down New Cross Street and you begin to see the large sculptures of the festival site. They're getting closer. Now, when, when you say large, how large are we talking? We are talking probably about the size of a house in terms of height. Jeez, those are big. They're big. They are big, you know, and the bonfire as well itself is, is probably that size as well. Uh, yeah, that was even bigger than I was thinking. Oh boy, it's gonna be a doozy of a fire. You continue to march on the parade. I mean, you're still a distance away, but you can now see these sculptures. As you get to the edge of the scrubland, kind of moving 
towards the site itself, you can see the disciples are back. And they have lined themselves up in front of the parade. Mrs. Neep grabs the bullhorn and says, Don't be intimidated by them. They can't do anything to us. And as you edge forward, you can now make out that there is a figure stood a little bit ahead of the disciples. It's one of the devils and they're holding a bracket lantern. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Cassie and Michael climb off their bikes and walk forward and stand directly behind this figure. As she takes off her mask, it's Diane and uh, she begins to scream and shout at the parade goers. Look at you! I said look at you! It seems fitting that you're out on parade because that's you all down to the bone. Easily led, like willing sheep. Not even for a moment, not one tiny moment, asking yourself why? Why do we need all of this? Why do our streets need to be patrolled? Why are our children being subjected to what constitutes as brainwashing and torture? A brilliant mind once said, stand up for what you believe in, even if you're standing alone. And that's what I'm doing. Because rather that than just another sheep. We all know what happened to sheep. With Cassie and Michael there looking so threatening as well, the, the, the band are unsure what to do and start to slow down. And there's now kind of a gap between the parade, which people continue to kind of march forward and, and sort of spread out, and this small, angry little girl. From the parade, another figure steps forward. It's one of the trees, although she seems to have removed an awful lot of her costume and you recognise her instantly, it's Danielle Dugood. Um, And she begins to lay into Diane. Oi, Brainiac, I'm just about sick of this. We're not in school now. No one cares what you have to say, except this bunch of smelly writers. stupid, Danielle? Stand out or I'll make you stand out. ties into this. Marsh Haven was fine just two nights ago. So yeah, we do need patrols and we do need someone funny that all this strange stuff started happening the same time that Victor Wallace turned up and begun all his new plans for the town. Look at you thinking you're the people's champion. Well, here's plenty of people and none of them are interested in what you have to say. I have every right to speak my mind. And you were in the class. You know what your uncle did to us. He was complicit. Oh, that's it. I've had just about enough of you. Danielle just lets fly and just cracks her in the jaw. Diane is is dazed for a moment and grabs her hair and just pulls her down to the floor. And all of a sudden, they're, they're kicking and screaming and fighting. And some of the community guard lurch forward. There are a few people um, at the festival who come running over and, and sort of bypass the bikers as, as this begins to happen. More children come from the from the parade itself. Some of them that you know, there's the, the likes of Mickey Spout and the bullies and, and, and all those horrible guys. They've realised that a fight's going on and some more devils come forward from the, from the line where the bikers are. Next thing you know, you've got this huge, massive pretty much a riot going on with with children just everywhere what do you want to do 
ah, uh, these do it everything in their power not to, to to resist just screaming fight 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 <laughs> you can see that some of the adults have now realized that they need to take charge of the situation and they're stepping in and they're trying to pull kids away can can i see d at this point yeah i mean you're within within sight of one another all right i want to I see if i can subtly grab d's attention and be like let's get in get in get in what to the festival place. Oh yeah, let's let's just uh, put it on past here, slip on in, because that's kind of the point of this. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> well done. It was. It was discussed earlier that they would have a massive fight. I'm really used to just watching fights or participating in fights. So yeah, we're we're gonna. Skirt past this. Go blimey. Don't don't talk. Just don't talk. <laughs> Just don't talk. Just come on. Okay, so what are you doing? Where are you going? Going to the fairground. We're skirting around the edges of this this fight and being like, oh no, we don't want to participate in that. There's some kind of stage set up, isn't there? Or, it's, or um, is you there? don't know because you're not in the festival site yet. At the moment, you're running across the, the scrubland towards the entrance of the festival site. Yes. Right. I don't know about running, but fast walking. We're, we're just, we're wiping our hands at this whole situation. We're like, no, we're better than this. I, I want to kind of like, look like I'm trying to get people's attention to go and help. To be like, look, it's over there. Dude, help this thing. Everyone's going crazy. Ah. Make a charm roll, please. Oh, no, that's a very bad idea. I want to, um, I want to put in like all of my adversity tokens. I doubt you need to put all of them in. I want to, I want to add four to that and make it an eight instead of a measly four. Okay, there's about six people manning the entrance area, and they've all like stepped forward to see what's going on. When you begin to start screaming at them, I'm not four screaming. of them, I'm pleading. Four of them go running off to help. Cool. Well, that's good. As you get closer... Sally, you gotta do the talking. You have better charm than me. One of the bikers begins to rev their engine, and you see them turn their bike around and start revving it at you. And they're revving harder and harder, and all of a sudden they let fly and start driving straight towards you. I will scream and run into the, the festival ground. Brandon. Make flight rolls for me, please. Twenty. Five. Okay. Is that a dirty twenty? Yeah. It's, it's a nineteen plus one. Okay, that's fine. Um, Sally, you f pretty much fly into the site. D. I'm not used to running in robes. Yeah, you get there as well. Um, it takes you a little bit longer, but you manage to make it in one of the people who was manning the the entrance starts to walk after you to see if you're all okay what would you like to do do you do you just bent over and gives a big just a big old thumbs up the kind of says you don't need to come any closer to me make a charm roll please oh. yeah three how many do i need to add to make it not bad. You could add two. 
I will add two. All right. So with a five, the community guard member stops and sort of nods. He's a little bit distracted by the fact that, that there's still all this stuff going on. D, as you turn to give the thumbs up to the guy, you can see a load of little figures just scattering. Everybody has just run an absolute mile and everything and, and everybody who seems to have been involved in the fight seems to be dispersing. The bikers as well um, have revved and gone straight through the parade again and are just heading back in towards town. It looks like the first phase of Operation Shenanigans has been completed. Okay. Let's go get a corn dog. We've had this conversation. You know what a girl can dream? We'll go get a corn dog. Well, they kills me, I will teach these people how to make a goddamn corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. All right. I think we're probably going to leave it there tonight. Um, I think that's a nice place to finish up. We can move into the stunning conclusion. And we can move into the stunning conclusion. So, four episodes late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so will, will, it, will we conclude by next episode? Maybe, maybe. I don't know, but we should. Yeah, we, should, we definitely should not say yes. <laughs> because we're, we're definitely going to get very distracted by carnival games. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Okay, so there we are, getting ever closer to the grand finale again. <laughs> As always, we're just going to do a quick wrap up. So um, if you like what you hear, obviously do follow us on Twitter if you're not already doing so. Our um, Twitter handle is at Brits underscore bikes. You can follow me at Jimmy underscore sprinkles. That's two S's at the end. Eve, where can they find you? At Copper Harpy, that's copper as in the metal, harpy as in the bird monster. And Cat is now accepting uh, carrier pigeons. Um, <laughs> so if you if you if you do have a homing <clears throat> pigeon, it will naturally find Cat if you've got any messages for her. But make sure that it's a message that the pigeon can drop because my dog does hate pigeons. Okay, <laughs> I've got visions of no, never mind. Uh, right anyway also obviously we've got our patreon if you'd like to subscribe and get all the sweet sweet content from there we uh we have got some more in the pipeline uh which should be launched hopefully fairly soon and we still have our discord up and running so if you'd like to come and have a chat to us there um we try to be as active as we can and yeah we've got a, a whole host of people in there who have who just get very very excited about brits and bikes it's lots of it's lots of fun to see them like getting completely hyped for all the things that are going on we're going to call it an evening there. So from Eve, it's... Peace out. And from Kat, it's... Toodles. And from me, Jimmy Sprinkles, it's goodbye and keep on biking.
Welcome, friends and adventurers, to Dungeons and Blackguards, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. Join us each week as the party tries to survive DM Robulon's homebrew sandbox campaign. Oh man, I'm so hungry. Can I have that soup? Oh, you boy, what are you doing here? Oh man, I'm so hungry, I can smell that soup. I had to eat a rat in the alley yesterday. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I don't want to kill this guy. I, I know, you mentioned that, and I'm not agreeing with you. I do love the idea of you guys just busting in and killing him anyway. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Join us and listen wherever you get your podcasts.